Unsung Gamers Podcast. I'm Buddy Biscuits, and with me tonight is the sniper of your ladies' hearts, Fatim Recon, aka Rico. What's up, everybody? Welcome back again. Thank you for joining us. And and also joining us is the master of spells himself, the Shadow Alchemist X, aka Jose. Hey, hey, hey. All right, guys. So uh, welcome back to another week of Unsung Gamers shenanigans. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about episode two of The Last of Us. Hopefully you guys have uh, got caught up with the first episode and the second episode. If not, beware. Spoilers ahead. This is true. This is true. And uh, I guess like I, I guess let's get started in this. And I guess I want to get your, your take on it. What did y'all think of the second episode? Uh, I shat my pants when I saw a clicker. It's been a while since I've seen a video game character type thing come straight off the screen. And onto my TV screen, you know what I'm saying? Because I haven't seen that type of real, uh, of, of, of grits. Hey, don't hey, don't judge me when I say this, but since the Resident Evil movies with the liquor and the nemesis, how they looked on film, translated pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I liked it too when I when I watched the 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 clickers come on come on. Like, I, I, well, first I was pretty impressed by the how much detail they they really put in it. Cause I know they showed a little bit of, of a glimpse of them in the in the trailer. We're getting to see them, getting to see their movements and everything. It was it was pretty cool. It was pretty intense too. In the in the scene when they're I guess trying to hide from them, you you, you get the the feeling of like how they work, um, and what you need to do in order to survive. Like like putting you in the in one of those like what would you do kind of moments. Yeah, I think they really uh, uh, were able to bring that alive a lot uh, in a lot more effective way than they have in the video games. I started playing The Last of Us One again, and I got to the part with the clickers, and I'm like. Man, they did a better job on the series. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, also, I mean, I know that the game came out what ten years ago now. I think it's been ten years or over ten years now. Um, ten years. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would expect it to be a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually thinking of doing the same thing. I'm, I'm thinking about pausing, playing, or finishing Witcher Three, and jumping back and playing The Last of Us again. Because, yeah, every, every time I watch it, it just makes me want to jump back in the game and play it again. I mean, because like. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's like almost like playing the video game. I mean, some of the scenes that are on there are super identical, if not the exact same, from the video game, and I, th- I think that's pretty cool. I don't know what you think. I thought it was a good episode. Like, I really liked the beginning part. Was I think my overall favorite part of the whole episode, and like it was just, I guess, the lead up, and I think that's like from the director of Chernobyl. I mean, of course, he wrote this episode. Because it just looked like something that he would do, like explain like exactly like what happened in the beginning. And I like that they actually use like a yeast factory that actually exists in that area to explain like how this cordyceps like mutated, I guess. Or I guess it's the way it would spread and uh, eventually. That's why it had that feel. I, oh, that's why it had that feel because I've seen Chernobyl and the, yeah, it did have that very Chernobyl ass feel. Oh. That makes sense now. Yeah, Craig Mazin, like it just felt like Craig Mazin's work was right here, front and center. Like that's what it felt like. It felt something that could be real, like how Chernobyl is, but with The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, so far, the past few episodes, I love that whole. It's not about the characters. It's more like laying the universe out for you, and that I think that one was the more out of 
Now, remember how last week I said that that that, that it creeped me out about the whole, you know, the talk about that one doctor. He was like, "Oh, let's say, what if the Earth got warmer?" It's like, "Oh shit, that's happening now." This one really nailed the nailed the whole thing home of like how how scary this this type of possibility could be. Because the real thing, if something like that were to get to people, I mean, there wouldn't be a vaccine. There wouldn't be any treatment for something like that. I mean, it's yeah. at least not at that point. It would take maybe a decade. I'm not sure because I'm, I'm not a scientist, but just listening to what her option was, it's crazy. Like she said, bomb it. The yeah. whole city. Yeah. When, when I heard that, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, I mean, what are you doing? But, you know, it also like it, it breaks her to say that because she knows like that's the only option. And that if if it, and if they were to go through with it, which is, I, mean, I don't know if they did or not, um, like she wants to just go be with her family because with them being being out there and about and they don't know how it spreads other than you know a bite but you don't really know how it spreads at that point like she yeah. just knows like well i was already in there i'm probably exposed because like i mean it's it's a different type of uh um, I, I don't know like in the time i don't want to say virus or bacteria because it isn't it's a, it's a fungi um mm. But no, I, I really like how they're explaining it a lot. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've ever explained like what was the cause of the the spread of it in the, in the video game, was it? They just uh, um, guess or I guess assume that it. I mean, of course, they didn't know that it's a fungus thing. Yeah. But it could have been mutated with rabies. Um, mm-hmm. Because people, because I mean, because j- just the way it spread through people to, from person to person, like whatever, say someone had syphilis, like the fungus mutated with whatever that was. And so it would spread exponentially that way. And like, that is a gripe that I have about the show is that they don't have the spores in it. Because like, that's how they explain it spreading beyond like the years, like the first like year, I guess. Like, yeah, it killed like a massive amount of people. But yeah. it was like when people were trying to rebuild is when they stumbled across the spores and then they got infected and then respread everything all over again. Oh, OK, OK, OK. It's because like I, I was going to say, like, I thought they kind of touched up on it a little bit in the beginning because like it was when Ellie was was talking about that. Like, she heard stories about, you know, heads splitting open into mushrooms. And then uh, I remember her talking about the spores. But yeah, then I do remember them. them uh, Joel and Tess kind of like, you know, shrugging it off kind of thing. But it's not a, that big of a deal. Because, yeah, because the, if that was true, then they would have to wear gas masks all the time uh, be, because of it. But I know in the game, uh, they it only occurred when it was like a, a mass, a, a large portion of them in the game, I think. Um, but, I mean, again, I mean, it's only the second episode. I mean, it could be one of those where, like, yeah, it's not real, but then maybe in a later episode it's going to be like, whoa, this is, this is how it actually spread. But no one really knows because no one really goes out there exploring. And I guess if you find out about it, you're already infected. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing, I'm throwing uh, theories out there or hypotheses. Well, well, yeah. It's funny that you guys both said that uh, uh, about the spores. Uh, that's actually been one of the biggest, biggest complaints so far about the show is that they're not covering the spores. And uh, apparently, uh, I think Neil Drunkman said it in a uh, recent interview. Uh, I think it was Wired, if I'm not mistaken. I I read the article. I don't remember what the source was. Um, uh, but he pretty much said uh, that they were thinking of ways of how to bring. Uh, it's like how to make make their runners and clickers and everything different than just like a zombie type thing, which is why we haven't had the spores. But he said that uh, spores will come eventually. Uh, they just don't know how to do it yet, uh, uh, effectively to where it's to where it's uh, uh, 
plausible to have it on film. I'm like, eh, you could have the spores. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in the game, it's explained that uh, they only, they're only around in damp, dark areas. So whenever you go inside of a building that's like completely closed off, it's better to put the mask on. And then whenever they go outside or go to a building that's, you know, have broken windows and doors, they play it by ear at that point. Exactly. See, well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Well, and and um, so far, like in both episodes, they both said there's not really a vaccine or anything for these because there's not a vaccine for a fungus. There's uh, uh, I mean, the, I think the only vaccine we have for a fungus is for athlete's foot, but I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, not really anything to do. It's a living organism. It's uh, it's it's going to adapt. It's going to fight harder than hell than we than the decided to type in our immune systems. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. And, yeah, to go like I guess to add to what you're saying about treatment, like it's only on the surface level, really. Like fungus cream or antifungal cream is what we have. That's it. When, once yeah. it's inside you, like how it is in the show and in the game, there's nothing right now. Yeah, because it, it goes straight for the brain. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, I like I liked how they, they talked about it. And I think other scientists have talked about, I guess, the science behind it. And that it's true like how in the first episode they talked about, the, you know, there's ants that it happens to, which which I've seen. But uh, I've read an article where the scientists are talking about, like, yeah, it's happening right now. Like, it's not just ants it's happening to. It's happening to other insects, moths, butterflies, like other insects that's happening to. So it. It's, I mean, it's already maybe starting to spread already uh, to, to the level of, like, uh, I guess, a human. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I, if, so far, other insects have been impacted by it. And I think because of our body heat, it would be for right now, at least, it'll be hard for a fungus to like of that level to grow within us because our body would just burned out. Yeah, uh, I, I think right now, I think a fungus can't be in a body hot, hotter than like 50 or 60 degrees. Or something like that or or. Uh, but yeah, but I think that's what the the, the existing lore was. Yeah, and, and I guess, side note, that's, that's the reason why, you know, a lot of us, when we get sick, we have a fever. You know, we get a high temperature. It's because our body is raising the temperature to kill or to fight whatever virus or bacteria are, are in you. That's why you get sick. Now, now that, that I do know huh, about it. I should have paid more attention in health class and science class. <laughs> I paid attention in biology because I love biology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like uh, I like science. Yeah, uh, but but don't don't let it get too hot because if you get if you get too hot, then you get a really almost what's it called uh, uh where it, it can cause death. So don't let it get it's too true. high. <laughs> but no, I... but you know, I, but along with the, with that, you know, with the episode too, you know, obviously there's always going to be some kind of controversial con- controversial talk in there. Now this one I didn't really get to read up on a lot. I just heard about it. Uh, me and my brother were talking about it uh, b- before the show started, uh, and I heard there was some controversial thing to happen in the show, but I didn't really get to see it cause, or read about it because I read it before I watched the show, so I didn't want to read it anymore. I just saw the headline. But now, I guess, can you explain what the issue was with episode two? I think I wouldn't even really would, would call it controversial. It's more just a complaint that obviously people who play the game had about the show and it's really the way Tess went out in the show as opposed to how she went out in the game and I guess for anybody listening that hasn't played the game Jermaine uh <laughs> but basically what happened like okay, a well, spoiler alert um what happens in the game well I guess what let me explain what happened in the show first I guess in the show of course like it happened the same way in 
the game where Taz reveals that she's been infected through that clicker uh, interaction that they had. And in there in the show, she stays behind to give Joel and Ellie a chance to get out of there while sacrificing herself um, to eliminate the horde that's there. And then, you know, that's how she goes out. But in the game, the Fedra officers are far more well equipped. It, it it is a complaint that I have about the show. <laughs> like for now, Fedra is a real stable government um, agency, I guess, in the game as opposed to in the show. Where really not, they're kind of just barely hanging on. In the game, they're still government funded and everything. Like they're well armed, well fed, and everything, so they're good to go. <laughs> And so, like, they, of course, they know that they escaped the area. And so now they're actually out there looking for them. But they also know that they're looking for fireflies, too. And so when they get there, they find the fireflies, but they're not killed by infected. They're killed by federal officers. They're out there and they kill them all. And so, like, they stay, they just waited around the area until someone else, until they showed up, like, of course, because they're waiting for someone. And so when they show up, that's when Tess and Joel realize, like, they're outside. They're coming. They're about to hit the, the area. And so she tells Joel to get out, and that's when she reveals that she's infected and tells Joel and Ellie to get out because you know, she's not going to make it because she's already been bitten. And so she grabs her rifle, stays behind, and fights. Uh, you know, makes her last stand there against the federal officers. There. And that's how she dies in the game. Yeah, I guess, like, I mean, hearing that, I, and, and I hear your argument on that, but I guess for me, I don't, I guess I don't see it as a big issue. Um, I mean, yeah, you, exactly. You 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 make a good a good point, you know, a, a good argument for it. But uh, I I was okay with how how she went out. I mean, I thought it was kind of weird because like in it was in the in the show she went out with a a clicker coming up to her and basically spreading the infecting her like quickly. Uh, but, yeah. but, but 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 before she can get fully infected, she kind of like uh, those barrels of gasoline and grenades everywhere, and she kind of lit lit a a flame and threw it down, and it kind of and it blew up the building. While Joe and Ellie got, got away, um, I mean, I, I, I still liked it. I mean, I, I guess for me, I, I'm okay with them going a little bit away from the video game because so, so far, yeah, it's uh, I mean, from what I've seen, it's been it's very close to the actual video game, which I think is great. Uh, but I'm, I guess I'm okay if they go you know, a little a little bit away from the game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, so far it's it's been really great, and I mean, speaking on that, I've. Heard, uh, I know fans, and I will throw my name in there too. Uh, fans of Red Dead Redemption are like, "Hey, man! Uh, so far, The Last of Us looks amazing. Can we get a Red Dead Redemption TV series too?" Uh, and you know that that would be great too. And I, I mean, I almost feel like maybe Sony uh, should make a, a deal with uh, HBO to have all of their stuff on on there. Uh, but because... Rockstar's game. I'm sorry. Oh, oh like yeah. The... That's not yeah, theirs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, we have a Rockstar to to send their stuff over there, but yeah, you're right. Cause like I know, I think God of War got picked up by Amazon. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But HBO so far done a good job uh, with The Last of Us. But, you know, I don't know, again, only two episodes, but still good so far. Well, yeah, like having watched Torchwood, they would absolutely do a great job doing a Red Dead Redemption style show. I want to touch back really quick on that whole, you know, quote unquote controversy scene. Uh, I'm like, um, I liked her going out that way. Uh, like this is the second time they kind of kind of switched the brakes on the whole uh, going page for page from the game. I it, because if I remember in the first episode they did that with the with like the car uh, 
uh, Sank was a car wreck. Uh, it's like in the, like the town. It wasn't a car that hit him. It was uh, Sank was a piece of an airplane. And this one, it was test to death uh, being being different. Um, and the only thing that was really weird is I thought there was more to that whole cooker. I thought it was something that Tess knew. Um, but it it was just it was just because she froze like she knew the person knew it uh, like knew who was you know that that clicker and that's why she let it you know do what it you know do you know kiss her and and but it, it, no there was no there's no real attachment to it. I don't know why she really froze except just to let it happen yeah like well like that's a I guess another difference between the game and the show is that in the show they're not really smugglers like they are in the game so I guess with them they don't have the experience of dealing with the clicker like I'm sure they've heard of them from other people who've dealt with them but I think this is probably their first time like actually encountering that noise and knowing exactly what that is uh, one cool thing that I did like uh, that they've added that this is something different than the game and it makes a lot of sense um, about how the cordyceps uh, kind of blend into the ground and so if you step on a pile, like a whole horde across the city will know where you're at. I like that adds a whole new level of, of horror and fear to the whole thing. Which is a real thing, too. It's like a whole network. And like when they were like swaying in the wind on the ground, I was like, oh, that was that was just eerie. But I like it. But did y'all see what um, Bruce Shirley was saying about it here recently? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, like he's he's upset right now that he's not given um, creative credits for the show, or like in the show. Um, even though like he's not really working on the show, but he was one of the creators of The Last of Us. But they're not crediting him on the show as being one of the creators. They're not giving him credit. I thought they did. No. Yeah, I, you know, it's I just Neil Druckmann's name on there. And his name does not need to be on there by himself. Because <laughs> no, it, it wasn't just him. And you know, of course, there was a whole team at Naughty Dog. But Bruce Shirley was like the guy that shut down everything Neil Druckmann wanted to do it, like initially in the rough draft that he brought to the table to Naughty Dog. And so I think that's why Naughty Dog hired or brought in Bruce Shirley to work with um, Neil Druckmann to make sure that he doesn't do what he wants to do. Because he needs to leave. Yeah, like, yeah, like Neil Druckmann, he is creative, but he's great when he works with someone who's not a yes man. And that's who Bruce Straley was. He was the one who would say, oh, no, that's a stupid idea. Or, yeah, that's a good idea, but we'll change it here and here and here. That's what their dynamic was. And they butt ahead a lot, like towards the end of The Last of Us production and Uncharted 4. And, yeah, like one of the main ones was like, and like originally, like Tess was supposed to be like the villain of The Last of Us game. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be a, a revenge plot. Like apparently Joel killed a brother and while she's he's traveling with uh, Ellie, she didn't have a name at the time. Uh, they're going across this area to a safe area to transport her there. And so she's tr she's trekking across this whole area with them, trying to find him and kill him. And like towards right. the end of the game, you know, she takes him down to like this bunk area, down some flights of stairs and starts torturing him uh and beating him down until she's about to kill him and then that's when ellie shows up and kills her instead which does sound oddly familiar to another game that i won't talk about <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and it just shows that neil Druckmann did the last of us 2 as a vanity project something he originally wanted to do 
that he no longer had anybody holding him back to do anymore. You said he said the name and he said he didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, basically all his ideas that Bruce Straley was like shutting down is what he did for Last of Us Two, and you just saw how that turned out as opposed to Last of Us One. Yeah, like Bruce Straley was like the guy to keep everybody in check, to keep everybody looking at characters and <laughs> evolving these char- these characters um, organically. Yeah, and like it makes sense because he worked under Amy Henning for Uncharted One, Two, and Three. So, and like, you know, we love, I mean, I love those games. And Nate's like one of the coolest characters I've ever got to play as. Oh, yeah, big time. And yeah, so, so like, going back to like, you know, Bruce Trailer, like, that really does suck to create something like The Last of Us and not be credited for it. Hmm. So, sounds like a Walking Dead complex again. What's, <laughs> it, it just reminds me of, uh, he's like the Bill Finger of The Last of Us. Like, Bill Finger created Batman in the Rogues Gallery, but everybody knows just Bob Kane's name. Yeah, it really sucks. I'm like, well, at some point, hopefully they'll put his name on there because he is one of the creators of The Last of Us. So hopefully, may- maybe, but probably not. Come on, guys. You know what? Let's stick to the Twitter sphere and get that and get that trending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess going back to Bruce Shirley, like I, I had to I had to look it up, and yeah, like you're right. Like yeah, yeah. I guess there's there's no love for uh, Australian uh, drug men. Right now, so and I think uh, since, since I mean since he left, I mean like, I mean Druckmann does have like you know the say so when who gets credits in in, in the show, which uh, you know uh, hopefully he can share the credits. Hopefully, nah, he um, won't. I know. I know he won't. He's just he's too proud of what he's already made. Very vain. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm excited for the future episodes, and I would, I'll definitely be watching it uh, each each week as as they come out. Uh, if I can, every Sunday. If I if I can, but most likely probably Monday because football season is still going on. So we'll see. And you know, I guess in, in another news, and uh, I know we found out that uh, this week, or actually today, uh, on Friday, um, GoldenEye is going to be released on Xbox and Nintendo Switch, I believe. Yeah. yeah so the Xbox version is coming is coming to Game Pass. It will feature uh, uh, excuse me, a remaster. Uh, it's not really a remaster; it's more of an upgrade visually. Uh, it's gonna have an uh, online multiplayer. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be pretty much um, um, it's a kind of a repackage of the game, so it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna run at a faster uh, 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 frame rate, so it's not gonna be running at what ten or twelve FPS the original one had. So it's gonna be pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. for it. And so, is it strictly multiplayer? No campaign? No, no, no. There will be a campaign. The campaign's been remastered. It looks good too. I've seen the trailer. It, it, it's like it's Goldeneye. <laughs> it's the way you remember it. For better or for worse, it's Goldeneye. Now, that's gonna be recording. Now, for the for those that are too young to remember this game, this is the game that helped usher in the multiplayer, you know, you know, experience for a lot of things because it was the attack. Uh, the multiplayer was really tacked down to the last minute, and it evolved into giving us games like Halo multiplayer and like call of duty and all that stuff kind of really helps set the stage of what a multiplayer experience should be it should be like it's the grandfather yeah bungie took a lot of inspiration from goldeneye when um developing their multiplayer and like yeah yeah, like it was was like the first multiplayer game i played like on console because you know pc was too damn too damn much yeah And let's give it up for the for the composer of that damn game, who gave us the most badass pause music of all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I know we we're talking about it uh, last 
last week or maybe it's like a maybe off the show but we were talking about how like the the badass of the the music in golden eye and how it's so awesome to, to hear it when you hear it you recognize it you know what's you know what game it is and you know it's, it's time to get ready get get hyped up for it oh yeah 97 oh god was it was it, was it really 1997 jesus christ yeah we're coming up for 30 years man <laughs> It was sad is 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 uh the game didn't even release at the same time as the movie if I remember correctly. It was like a year later. Two years. Two years later, so. yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Cause I remember I remember when the game came out. I remember in the movie. So I remember watching it. Um and, and then when the game came out, I mean I played the the campaign, uh, but I kinda got swayed into multiplayer because especially when our cousins came over. Like we would have plugged that in and we'd play like man, hours into the night. I remember those. Uh, you know, obviously the odd job. You know that that's the character everybody wanted to be. Man, um, and it, it, it was it was just fun. And it was like this was the first time when we discovered. Oh man, you can see other people's screen and where they're at, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember it. It's it was a great game. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna look forward to, to playing it because I have an Xbox too. And I'm gonna try try it out uh, when it comes out. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Any of y'all choose a job? Any you of y'all choose a job? Yeah, you a bitch. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's gonna be me. That's damn right. Get you with that golden gun. Or slaps only. Now, now a little, a little uh, fun fact for you guys. Uh, originally, it was originally planned that for the multiplayer, they were originally gonna put all the James Bonds in, but due to a licensing issue, they were unable to to uh, get them all in there. So like so like originally it was supposed to have of course Odd Job and and uh, uh, Jaws and all them, but it was also supposed to have like Sean Connery, Roger Moore, uh, just the whole, Dalton. yeah Timothy Dalton, just it was gonna have all of them in there. I was like, oh that would have been badass. Especially Are they going, now? Uh, no, no, it's no. still it's a huge licensing issue, which I don't know why because it's all through MGM, but you know hey. I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer and that type of stuff. So, I could, I'm not a licensing lawyer, so I can, I couldn't even remotely tell you why the logistics won't let it happen. Well, we still got Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Uh, and a corner of one of, uh, uh, South, I think Jimmy Fallon, I think it was, or, uh, or Jimmy Kim, I forgot who it was. Apparently, uh, they had uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan on the show, and uh, he. Uh, Pierce Brosnan got to play Goldeneye for the first time. Like he never so, played it. Yeah, he never played it. Oh wow! <laughs> he got to play as himself. Like I mean, I, I know I'm young. I know that there's older, you know, James Bond, but like for me, like he was the first James Bond that I recognized or yeah. grew up watching. So he's like for me, he's he's still James Bond to me. Yeah, he's our James Bond. He's our generation James Bond. Kind of like how uh, the next generation for us, uh, they're, they're James Bond's Daniel Craig. So, yeah, who's also great. He was. Yeah. Now, now, what's funny is, uh, uh, speaking of James Bond, there's several people that are up for up for the role for James Bond right now. Uh, and I'm sure we'll hear something this year. Uh, I know uh, uh, one of the guys from uh, from uh, from, uh, from uh, Bridgerton is up for it. Um, uh, the guy who played Cooks over in Age of Ultron, he is, he, he's apparently up for it. Uh, Edris Elba is still up for it. Uh, there's a lot of people up uh, for the uh, role right now. Well, cool, cool. I, I you know, kind of 
wondering who they're who they're gonna pick because I mean once you get this role I mean I think when when you become James Bond I mean you're looking at what five seven movies maybe yeah three, I give it three, three or seven I could, it's, it's a lot hey you're Pierce no only had four yeah but he also did a lot of the uh, uh extra media stuff like he did uh, the voice for a couple of the video games too. Like I know for sure one of my favorite uh uh 007 video games I have uh besides you know besides, besides Goldeneye is is everything or nothing uh which go look that game up that game is fantastic it it is a James Bond experience uh it has uh, it has a Shannon Elizabeth in it has Heidi Klum William Defoe's the bad guy I mean of course where do you go wrong with William Defoe as a bad guy right <laughs> um of course John Cleason's in there as Q uh, Judy Dench's M. I mean, it's it, it, it's a full theatrical experience in a video game. It's, it's awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, as long as you get Henry Cavill, I'm good. Hmm. Ooh, we'll Henry would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, he'll probably be the perfect one. I mean, I, I, I think, but I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, well, he's, he's a handsome man. Well, he, 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 well, then let's see if he gets James Bond, he can just add it to his uh, uh, nerd bingo card and be happy because he's what's been Superman, he's been the Witcher, he's gonna be in Warhammer. Uh, he'll be, he can do it, man. I can be a 007, and then all he needs is a Marvel role, and he can call bingo and win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've seen a meme with, with the picture of him and the thing say, saying, like, uh. Uh, hey, if if you if you like her, why don't you just go over there and ask her out? And then on the bottom it says, "This is the guy who gives me that that advice." And it's a picture of Henry Cavill in a suit and everything, looking at the camera. And you're like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, okay, guy." <laughs> yeah, e- easy for you to say, okay? Yeah, uh, that that that's a fantastic meme. I love it. I need to see that one. And just seeing his portrayal in the movie, uh, the Man from Uncle. Yes, I think he would be perfect as James Bond. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's exactly what actually got him. Uh, uh, got the eyes on him it was because of that that movie. Thank God for. I mean, Army Hammer wasn't doing anything in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking cannibal. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I heard. I haven't seen the movie, but I do want to watch it because from what I've heard, I, I saw posts about it uh, about that movie. Talking about how like uh, it's a, it's an underrated movie and that, that not a lot of people talked about, but that Henry Cavill did did a really good job in in that movie, and that it's it, it's yes. an underrated movie and that more more people should watch it. Yeah, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, what it was, watch it. Uh, was that when that movie came out, the Army Hammer got in a lot of trouble for trying to eat somebody or bite somebody or something. I forgot what it I forgot what the whole controversy was, but it but it, it put a negative stain on the movie. So it didn't get a lot of a lot of good traction where a God Richie movie would have. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's a based on an old 60s show called also called The Man from Uncle. Um, good premise because it takes place in the 60s. Um, it pretty much the KGB and US CIA have to kind of work together and their top agents have to work together. and They hate each other because they've tried to kill each other on multiple missions. <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I still do. Well, thank you everybody for joining in tonight and listening to our spiel on The Last of Us episode two, Golden Eye, and uh, who we want to see. Uh, who, or sorry, who's 
up for the role of 007, who we'd like to see. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to go ahead and go ahead and call tonight and for this week. Uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us. We enjoy your support. We, we love you guys so much. I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Rico for his uh, farewell address. Go ahead, Rico. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, you know, thank you again for supporting us and everything. Check out our, our website, unsunggamers.com. Obviously, our social media is all in there. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything. Uh, and, yeah, check out our gameplay on, on YouTube and also Unsung Gamers Twitch, uh, I mean, TV to, on Twitch. And I'm going to pass hey. it on to Randall. Oh, yeah, I just want to apologize for not getting on last weekend like I said I would. But I would definitely be on live on Twitch this weekend. So just check us out. And as always, the mañana estamos al agua. And and coming back, y'all take care, take care of one another, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. And once again, we're the Unseen Gamers, and we're saving the world one game at a time. Bye.